This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 149, I Want to Believe in the X-Files Revival. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend. Steve. Did you hear that? Did Which you hear one? that? It said, the truth is out there. I, I did hear that. The truth is out there, Steve. I think, it's, I think it may be. And now it's going to be out there again. <laughs> it was pretty out there to begin with. That is true. That is true. And what are we talking about, dear listener, as you listen to this podcast, well, you are probably already aware of what we're about to talk about, but we're not just going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what other series would we like to see do the same thing. So that'll be toward the yeah. end of our conversation. And I'm just going to throw this out to you, dear listener. Go ahead. Let us know. Also, call that not, that that hotline, that one eight zero four thirty seven alien Call that number. Let us know what you would like to see do the X-Files thing again. I'm saying it right here at the beginning of the episode, and I don't know why, considering, you know, you're not even going to hear this until we release it, and the episode has to be finished before we can release it, and so it's not like I can say, hey, call that number, and we'll get you in on the conversation right now. Yeah. Yeah. We've been at this for how many episodes and still aren't getting it right? 2,000. Episodes, that's right. 2,000 episodes, not really. But... It was a good number to throw out there. <laughs> so, Steve, been a little while. Yeah, it has been. But, and yeah. uh, we're kind of getting uh, in the groove again on on, our, on a new schedule. It'll probably be a biweekly schedule we end up falling into the groove of. And yep. um, Next episode is 150. But I'm telling you something, Steve. I'm not real excited about 150. I'm just not. Why not? I, I don't want to do anything special for 150. What, I mean, first of all, any episode we do is special. Well, so and so that makes them all not special. Yeah. You know, it's that whole, you know, if everyone is special, then no one's special. You've watched The Incredibles, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. sort of like, like, like Wobegon, where, you know, all the children are above average. <laughs> above average. <laughs> all of our episodes are above average. Yeah. Yeah. So, you mm-hmm. know, you can't, you can't say that they're not. So... 150 is it's just going to be another record setting record breaking earth shattering just another one of those for us that, yeah i mean it'll be the the first time we ever reach the episode 150 although as of this episode steve once we finish recording this episode mm-hmm. we've actually have recorded 150 strangers and aliens episode because we did that episode 0 no, we didn't do that. Because <laughs> we did that Santa Claus episode. Do you remember that one? Was that not? We never episode? released it. Are you serious? I never released it, though. 
No, was, I mean, you did your Santa Claus one right, with the old time yeah. radio. We did that one. But no, the, the Santa Claus one where he came on as a special guest and you interviewed him. He was rather creepy. He was. That's why I it never got released. So, I mean, it, it may have been the actual Santa Claus. I don't, I can't vouch for it because the things that he was saying were un-Santa Claus-like, un-Santa yeah, Claus-ish. I don't know what's ever going to happen to that episode. That one is in a vault right now. That's, that's the secret vault right there. Yeah. So, but Maybe this... we could edit it, put some music behind it, just get the, the highlights, you know. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about all of our episodes being above average is because of that one. <laughs> that one, one drags down the, the average so low that anything else that we do. Right. I could sit here and make armpit noises for the entire <laughs> half hour. And if we put music at the beginning and at the end, it's a better episode than Santa Claus. <laughs> it's probably not true, but interesting. Yeah. That was Santa Claus versus superheroes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how he could defeat every superhero it was yeah it was creepy okay so anyway um yeah episode 150 not special but you know what's special to me steve episode is it, 151 is it, is it me well oh. you are special yes i mean special to me absolutely not as special as episode 151 i get it what's 151 going to be all about well, here's why it's special i have no idea what it's going to be about but it's wow. you know episode I'm 150 upset, we've reached the point of that milestone, right? That 150, that zero at the end of the numbering, which makes it that arbitrary milestone. Episode 151 means we went past that milestone. And so for me, episode 151 is the celebratory episode as far as when we look at this milestone. Now, when you have two zeros, episode 100, episode 200, yeah, you celebrate that in my opinion. But when you have just one zero... I think you look at that next one, that episode 151, we've gotten past the milestone. We are moving forward still. So the zero is like the palate cleanser. The zero is the one that says, hey, you're here. And the one is the one that says, hey, you keep going, man. That's right. That milestone is behind you. That's what makes it special. The milestone is behind you. I have no idea what we're going to do for episode 151. but (laughs) Episode 150. To me, I think we're just going to do a regular episode with a regular topic and not thinking about any milestone or celebration or anything like that. It'll just be another five home run game for us. Just another, you know, perfect game pitched. Just another one. Throw Mm -hmm. it on the pile. Yeah. It's just going to be, yeah, some sort of sports analogy that fits the situation. Yep. That's what it's going to be. So that said, uh, when, once we do reach that 151 or 51 mark, I, I want to make some changes to some of the formatting we do around here. I don't know. We'll see. I'm the one producing yeah, the and formatting editing. formatting stinks. I was going to talk to you about the formatting yeah. because it's just I've been I've been you know secretly railing against the formatting for a long time. And one of the things, Steve, that I want to do with formatting is create okay. some unique episode-type series and things like that. And – our news that we're talking about today mm-hmm. kind of informed that. Oh. It made me say, what can I do with Strangers and Aliens that can use this news to make something fresh and exciting and fun, not just for the listeners, although, yes, listener, those of you who are you know taking the time to put our voices into your ear holes. Right. 
we 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 can't express how much we appreciate that you actually listen to us. Okay. Yeah, I know. But I we also do this because we want to have fun doing it, and since they're really the only thing we're getting out of this is the enjoyment of doing this. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not we're not making money on this. I don't think anyone in uh, in religious slash genre podcasting is making money doing it. And if they are, you know, share the wealth, dudes. If they are, I think that that's wonderful. Just plain wonderful because I know how difficult it is. If they've cracked that, they deserve whatever rewards they're reaping. But for us, I enjoy spending time with Steve and with Dr. Jace, who, by the way, couldn't be with us because he's he he had some things happening with his 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 night that he couldn't he couldn't join us and and that's good and then okay that he's spending time with his family. He's got a growing family. Yeah, he's so, a busy guy. Those kids, they're shooting up. I'm seeing pictures on Facebook of his kids. I know, running around, blowing out candles, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. My kids getting big. Time time is passing. Time is passing. But we're not going to think about time passing until we get episode 151. (laughs) Then we can look back and think about it. That's right. Do the flashback to, I remember when. Where have all the good times gone? I I don't know, Steve. Oh, you weren't asking. Sorry. My bad. Okay. It was more rhetorical. Yeah. Usually when you break into song, it is rhetorical. And the cats in the cradle in the silver. Oh, don't start with that one. Don't start with that one. (laughs) All right, let's start the episode, man. Yeah, yeah. We need to get into our topic. Our topic, obviously, is the the news we've heard about the X-Files. The X-Files. Little boy blue and the man in the blue. (laughs) (laughs) I need a moment. (laughs) I'm giving you the moment, but mute your microphone. All right, all right. Pause it. (laughs) Pause it just for a second. The visitors don't need to hear this. Wow. How long did we pause? That was crazy. All right, I'm back. I'm back. That's great. I'm glad you're back. Thank you for pulling yourself back together because we have serious stuff to talk about here, Steve. Let's do it. Serious stuff, Steve. Let's do it. Here's what we have to talk about X Files is returning for. Back with a vengeance. And it is not returning for a feature film, which no no one expected. That was just a weird turn of events where all of a sudden uh, there's an X Files movie coming out. Uh, Yeah, that was weird. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a little bit here. It's returning for a six-episode limited run. Six episodes. And that's weird, too. Why is that weird? <laughs> because, I mean, you know, you would think if it was returning, it would be returning in a big way. I mean, six episodes is, is sort of like, oh, it's a miniseries. And that's what it is exactly. I think that's exactly what it is. It's but re- it's like, why would... Why would you put it out as a miniseries? Sign these people. You know, give them anything and just let it, let them do let them start again. I think part of the thing is with Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny, they both are working still, and they both have series that they're working on right now. They could write. They could work on this. Yeah, and they are. I mean, they're they're doing it during the summer. I believe they're they're shooting this summer. Six episodes, no release date yet, although I'm looking at this and thinking this is going to come out in November or February. This will be a, a sweeps month event. That, And that's why, I, you know, also looking at six episodes, that's an event that doesn't outstay its welcome. Instead of a 
you know, half season series that could outstay its welcome. I guess. Yeah. Six episodes. It's, it's in, it's out. No muss, no fuss. And you know what else it is good about this? It Uh, is super easy to binge watch. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's why I, I'm convinced that's why they're doing this. They're doing this not for Fox. Although Fox is happy to take the advertising dollars from this. They're doing this for Netflix. They're doing this for Hulu. They're doing this for Amazon Prime. They're doing this, you know, because on Netflix, you can watch all 10 seasons of X-Files. And that's great. And diehard fans are rewatching episodes. And new fans are discovering episodes. But you know what this announcement does? This announcement says, hey, get ready. Watch those episodes. And so fans like me, I'm not going to speak for fans like you, Steve, mainly because I don't know what kind of X-Files fan you are. But Mm -hmm. a fan like me is thinking, oh, my goodness, it's coming back. They're doing six episodes. And hopefully they're not choosing to do what they did with the movie. I want to go back and rewatch the mythology episodes. I want to go back and rewatch some of those favorite best episodes that, that, that was just stuck in my memory, you know, I want to go back and rewatch some of those episodes and I'm going to use my Netflix to binge a couple, you know, episodes of of X-Files here and there. You know, I've got an evening alone. I'm going to watch three episodes. Now, I don't know if that's really going to happen or not, but that's what they're looking for. They're going to get people back and interested. They're going to have six new episodes that are going to pop up on Amazon. They're going to pop up on Netflix. They're going to pop up on Hulu, wherever. And when they pop up, people are going to watch them. And again, it's just that kind of money maker thing. It's it's the it's a money maker based on nostalgia, and it's one of the few shows I think that you can get away with doing it like this and actually have your your fan base if you do it well your fan base will be excited and interested and ready to roll yeah so so steve that's my theory about why they're doing this because they're not trying to get the diehard fan to rewatch because diehard fan is already rewatching right and it will bring in some new fans but this is to get those fans you know get new fans Get your old fans who are – they remember the show fondly. They're also going to come in and and they're going to get excited. Right. And in a far better way than than the movie (laughs) did. Uh, (laughs) Because that was just such a weird thing. I want to believe. Mm -hmm. Great title for the movie. Yeah. And in my imagination when I have – you know, I'm just alone in my house and I don't have any wife or children. That'd be one of the 13 podcasts I'm producing mm-hmm. is I want to believe an X-Files podcast or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. X-Files and religion, you know, because <laughs> um, they did branch into that a lot. Oh, they did. They yeah. absolutely did. Yeah. And it was good because not that it, you know, was theologically sound, but when you're looking at just philosophical perspectives mm-hmm. on how people approach God and how people, um, how people, you know, what different ways people believe about the spiritual realm, 
Yeah, they never shied away from it. Yeah. Like some some people will like put in a Christian character just to make fun of them or something like that. But they had characters, you know, uh, all different types of religions, uh, all different, you know, uh, Scully was a Roman Catholic. Um, you know, so you had all these different uh, different ways of experiencing all this weird stuff that's going on. And uh, it was very interesting at the time. Well, and it gave an accurate portrayal, at least, of the thought processes behind having those worldviews. If, right. like I said, not specifically theologically getting into the you know, correct ideas and, and those those discussions, those, the specifics of theology were kind of left at the at the door. But the big picture questions, the you know philosophy 101 type questions, those were expressly uh, introduced, and then they they dove in and dug in a few times, and it was right. it was a good conversation that the show was having. Um, yeah. So as far as then this, where, where were we? We were talking about. I lost myself. <laughs> I lost myself, man. It doesn't matter. Uh, six episodes. It'll be easy to jump in. It'll be easy to watch all six episodes. You're not committing to a full season of a, sh- of a show. So, oh, we were talking about the movie. Yeah. Though that weird movie because it didn't do anything with mythology, with the mythology of the show. Yeah. And that was just so weird to me. Is that all of a sudden there's an X Files movie? They're not using it to wrap up any any kind of lingering plot thread except for possibly where are they now right you know and then that ending of that movie do you remember the ending steve this is i'm not talking about the ending of the plot such a long time (laughs) okay so the plot ends the movie's done and the credits roll and the credits roll and it's Mulder and Scully again I'm not I'm not spoiling the end of the story okay right. but I am spoiling what could be a dramatic moment except that it's not it's Mulder and Scully sitting in a rowboat and like fast moving helicopter is going over it and and like filming them and they're waving at it like waving goodbye to the audience maybe I don't know if I remember correctly, you could even see the shadow of the helicopter that was filming them. <laughs> and, and so is it is it a black helicopter coming and spying on them? Or is it the FBI coming and saying, we need your services again? I don't, I don't know what it's meant to be. It's just weird. <laughs> it's just plain weird. I don't know what they were saying with that. And I, I don't know what the plans were if they were thinking, okay, we'll go out there and we'll do maybe a trilogy of X-Files movies. And this will be the first one. That's just, you know, it's one of those Monster of the Week episodes. And that's what that, I want to believe, is a Monster of the Week episode. And it definitely digs into religious concepts and ideas of forgiveness and um, can you overcome the sins of your past in some weird ways. But um, Monster of the Week episode. And then the next movie will be something about, um, you know, the 2012 alien invasion that's, that's supposed to happen. Right. Which is what people were hoping for. When people heard yeah. there was a new X-Files movie, they thought, oh, great. I think this was late 2000. 
uh, aughts or whatever, like mm-hmm. 2008 or 9. And that's the thing. When, when, when this movie all, came out. Right. But when all that hysteria about 2012 was happening and we lived through it, it was almost like the, you know, the, the Y2K stuff. Where it was like really, Y2K with absolutely no basis in reality. No basis in reality. But the thing is, you know what they, what I was expecting them to do. And I really, truly said to myself, you know, if if they did this, it wouldn't be that much of a surprise because I sort of wanted them to do this. I really wanted them to have a um, a movie that is secret. They made this movie, and on the on twenty twelve on that uh, no, uh, December whatever twelfth uh, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you go into the movie theater, you sit down, you paid a ticket, you paid to, to watch the movie, okay? And it's it's any movie, all right? And and it, it could have just been a local thing. They could have, you know, done this with like a, a specific chain of theaters. They could have done it with just one specific movie that they're taking over or something. But the other movie starts and then it gets something jarred or you know the movie stops or whatever and it burns out or whatever and all of a sudden this comes on and it's an x-files movie but you don't know it yet and you're like what what is happening and it's almost almost the type of feel like war of the worlds type of a thing where something starts and all of a sudden it's not what you expected it to be and obviously you're in a movie theater it's not like you know anything like that and it would have been so cool because who wouldn't stay who would be like, oh, this uh, stinks. I want to see something different, you know, or whatever. Well, and the people who thought sudden, they were actually there to see the movie that was starting, well, like, oh, where's Hunger Games? Yeah, but the thing is, you could get a free ticket to, to do that, some, you know, the the next time you come or whatever. So you, you're in this experience, and it would be like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Nothing else could do do it again. But it would be just that experience where you're like, what's going on? And all of a sudden this stuff happens and, oh, okay, oh, this is an X-Files. Oh, the 2012 thing. Oh, I get it now. And all of a sudden, you know, they have it play out and you're watching an actual full-length movie. And, you know, afterwards they say, hey, you know, here, here's a ticket to get it, you know, to, to your other movie or whatever. And, and it would just be the event. It would be like X-Files times 10. That would be yeah. a really cool experience completely impractical for from a marketing perspective unless that was like the opening salvo of the marketing campaign well that's the thing you know that that would be it and then you know after that it would be like media blitz hey x files x files x files go see it you know and 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 etc etc and of course you couldn't do it every single time because it would get kind of monotonous (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, my thing was with the 2008 or 2009 or whatever movie, whatever year it was, with the movie, is that that movie happened and you're just like, I didn't realize this was coming. And it kind of came and went because it didn't really set any you know, records on fire because, let's right. face it, even people who like X-Files didn't like the movie uh, or or didn't love the movie, I should say. It yeah. was one of those things where it's, oh, great, a new X-Files. I get to be with my guys again. And then you're you're watching it and you're, this is what they chose to do? Yeah. This like is how they chose too. to spend their X-Files nostalgia capital. 
yeah. is on and it, this. Huh. And it came out right around the same time as Dark Knight. So, you know, Dark Knight was just soaking up anything that would, had anything to do with with the, you know, sci-fi, fantasy, anything like that. So everyone wanted to go see Dark Knight. And as soon as, you know, a couple of people went to see X-Files and the, the reviews weren't stellar, everyone was like, Dark Knight, let's go see Dark Knight instead. Yeah. Now, they could have – see, I this is where, you know, Monday Morning Quarterback, you know, although I'd like to think – I'd like to think that I'm not just a Monday morning quarterback. I'm a Monday morning quarterback who played high school ball, man. All right? I, I've, I've, I've worked in some industry things. Wow. Not nearly that level. That's why I say yeah. high school ball. Okay? Yeah. You know, I'm watching the pros and I'm I'm, 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 I'm keeping track. I'm keeping high school score. ball is something. Yeah. Sports analogy that has something to do with the conversation at hand. Almost. Almost. Anyway. As I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, why in the world did they spend their capital here on this original story that isn't the greatest? It, it was, it felt like a middling episode at best. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just one of those Monster of the Week episodes where, when I'm watching it on TV, I don't mind that this is one of those episodes that kind of feels like filler. It's only an hour. I didn't spend anything. I'm just watching. You know, and I have to sit through commercials, but that's all the money that I'm giving them is that I'm watching a commercial that they're getting paid for. Right. And there's usually going to be a couple jump scares and maybe there'll be some thematic meat to it. But, you know, it's okay that it doesn't advance the alien agenda. agenda. It's okay that it doesn't give us more information about Fox's sister. It's okay that it doesn't give us more, you know, with Scully's relationship with her dad or whatever. It's okay because you know what? I didn't pay anything for it. But I'm sitting in a theater and I'm watching an X-Files movie. I'm expecting a widescreen, big budget X-Files movie. I'm willing – you know, I'm going in to spend my 10 bucks on this movie opening weekend. I want to see something good. I want to see something that is going to excite me and I want to see – and maybe Chris Carter was just saying – with with the movie doing it the way they did it just saying you know i'm not going to make the movie that everyone wants me to make i'm going to make the movie that <laughs> i want to make and i can understand the creative impulse there mm-hmm. but at the same time give me the movie i want man <laughs> you know it's 2008 you promised a alien invasion in 2012 make that movie yeah you know or wait until 2012 now he couldn't have predicted, I don't think, in 2007 when they were maybe starting to make the movie. Mm-hmm. He couldn't have predicted that whole frenzy with the Aztec calendar. Right. But that's where I just look at your idea, you know, is great. But just to use and ride the wave of that 2012 Aztec calendar, Y2K frenzy, you know, yeah. Y2K style frenzy, um, that would have been great. That would have been perfect. Because you're not just – he's not making a calendar movie. He's not making 2012, <laughs> which right. – you know, he's making an alien invasion movie. Yeah. And there's there was possibility there. So now we get to see – I'm hoping they're going to reference some of that 2012 alien invasion thing. And um, it would be cool to see you know, them maybe even advance it in real time and say, okay, it started in 2012. We're starting in 2015. But guess what? The invasion wasn't what you expected. 
And, right. and that's what we want anyway. We want something we're not expecting. And so maybe you know, my complaint is not valid because with I Want to Believe, we got something I was not expecting. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, yeah. And so if I'm going to say I want something I'm not expecting, they gave me what I wanted. They just didn't give me what I wanted. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes complete 100% sense, correct? Uh, of say course. Yes. Say yes. Yeah, yeah thank sure. you. Okay. Why not? So what are you hoping for in these six episodes of X-Files? I would love to see – well, maybe not love. It's a strong word. But it, <laughs> yeah. if I could make them, it would be really interesting for them to go back to all the the dangling plot strings mm-hmm. they left. All the people with superpowers that they left at less than secure places. All the artifacts that they left in places where you know they they could easily be picked back up. Maybe not all of them, but a good amount of them, and say, "Wow, we really didn't do our job. <laughs> we have to go back and sew up all this stuff." And make a huge tapestry. No, seriously, out of all that that coolness that is still out there, all those those characters with special powers that at the end of the episode they ended up staying in there, you know, at the at the at the place where they lived in the small and, town, yeah, in the small town, you know, all that just creep back in, and by the sixth episode, just create that swell where there's just so much. And you're just like, I have to go back and watch all the episodes, you know, because it's like, where did that guy come from? Where's that guy? How did they possibly, you know, resurrect this guy? Or how did this happen? And you just go back and you just dig back in, you know, and all the little, all the cool little vignettes they had here or there or whatever, dig them back up, bring them back out, shine the light back on them, deal with them, wrap it up. I want to see one or two episodes where they do that, where they're wrapping up things that have just been lingering. I want to see an episode or two that is a monster of the week. I want to see them take these six episodes and do what they did with the regular series. Have a few mythology episodes, have a monster of the week episode that references some mythology stuff. And then you know what I want to see at the end, Steve? What's that? I want to see Mulder and Scully die. I want it to be done. I want it to be, we brought you here and now it's all done. Wow. Yeah. I want them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think that's the only way to really end it. Because here's, here's the kind of ending you can do, Steve. There's two kinds of endings you can do with a, with a good, good show ending. One is wrap up everything and everything's just done. And the other one is to do the kind of ending where it's life goes on ending. You know, the, we're done telling our stories, but more stories are coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then there's, the, there's a little bit of in between that you can do also where you wrap everything up and then say, but life goes on still. Like with Star Trek Next Generation. That's an ending that says... We've wrapped up these seven seasons of Star Trek Next Generation, which aren't a linear narrative. It's, it's episode, you know, 
there's some longer thread lines that we we followed that you know lasted a half a season or whatever. And we we brought the Borg back every once in a while, and we have this ongoing Klingon identity crisis for Worf and and you know all that. But when all was said and done, that episode was a beautiful wrap up to all the things that Picard had learned. And then it also at the end said, "But life is going to go on, and they're going to continue having their friendships and and all that kind of thing." And so it's a great example of that. But then you have Deep Space Nine which does some of that life goes on stuff, but it also wraps things up because it's from episode one to that final episode of deep space nine. There's all these things with the prophets. There's all these things with the Bajorans and wormhole. And there's all these things with the Cardassians and, and war building up and, and all that kind of stuff. They wrapped up everything. Some people live, some people die. Um, life goes on a little bit with some of the people who lived. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but that's more, I look at that as more of a stopper, you know? Right. And, and the same thing with Lost. Lost was a stopper. You know, ain't nothing happening after that episode. They're not going to do a, a reunion series of Lost. Well. <laughs> They're not. They're okay. not. If they did, it'd be super stupid. <laughs> I mean, like, the last episode was super stupid. So well, maybe like, so, but I mean, what's the reunion episode going to be? Hey, guys, we're sitting here in heaven together. Yeah. Still. <laughs> or whatever yeah. it was that they were. Horrible version of heaven where everyone gets in. <laughs> and not only that, heaven's just church, man. Yeah. Comfortable pews and everything. But anyway. Imagine how, how horrible it would be if you're an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> like, Not minute, only am I in a place in, that I didn't church? even believe existed, but the pews are really uncomfortable. <laughs> now, yeah, obviously we're sta- talking in broad strokes here, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, I would like this X-Files thing to say, yeah, we're done. We've wrapped up this alien thing and maybe even have, instead of dying, you know, Fox and Scully, you know, go to another world or something. I don't know. Close encounters ending. But. Yeah, it would be interesting to have a like a, a space version where you know they actually go into space or a different planet. I mean Mars or something. That would be interesting. It, you know, I could see it going like this: where Mulder and Scully they're they're standing there, and Scully's not really paying attention to where they're walking as they walk up the gangplank up into the UFO, and, Scully, and Fox is just we're on a UFO, Scully. Can you believe it? And she's. What are you talking about? I didn't see a UFO, you know, and then they're flying through space and she's like, wow, these big screen TVs are really, really clear, you know, and they're, they're, they're just kind of stuck. The DVD is stuck on, on the, you know, the part of Star Trek where the, the stars are flying by and she's no, we're on a spaceship. She's like, I don't see any spaceship. I don't see any spaceship. I, you missed it, Scully. Oh, you missed it again. If only you would have seen it. If only you would have turned around at the right minute. And then they land on the other planet, and she thinks that something's wrong with her eyes because all the grass and trees are pink. Yeah. And so she's looking for the medical reasoning. Why am I seeing only pink? Because you're on an alien planet, Scully. That's not possible, Fox. <laughs> you and I both know I couldn't breathe on an alien planet. And then they die because they can't breathe the oxygen on the, the planet. See? How's that for a wow. an ending? That would be... Uh, something else. It would be something. 
it would be something. Maybe there's a reason why I only played high school football. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So I'm excited though. I am excited. And I think we're going to cover, I want to cover X-Files in a special way. And, and the, those six episodes of the, the show, I want to cover them in a special way for strangers and aliens. And we're figuring that out. We've got some ideas. I'm, I'm talking to some people. I want to do some special episodes, maybe get some guests on, maybe do some crossing over with other podcasts, although no other podcast that I've talked to is interested in crossing over with us about this, but not yet. Let's you know we'll give, figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh-huh. We both have a contact with yeah. someone who does a uh, an X Files podcast. Yeah, I I have I have been in contact with a an agent. Yeah. From, uh, not 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 my kind of agent. Uh, no, X Files agent, not a yeah, not a X-Files level agent. seven agent, but so yeah, yeah, that might play into it. Who knows? It might. I I think there'll definitely be an email exchange where I, I'm going to try because that podcast that we're talking about, you can go ahead and name it. I can't remember the name. Something with uh, like shadows or something, right? No, it's Agent Shadow, right? Agent Shadow is the is the agent that I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's a uh, um, uh, <laughs> this is horrible. Uh, it's X X Files Truth, I believe. Let me just check real quick. But yeah, it's a pretty in depth episode by episode walk through the X Files. And yeah, X Files Truth podcast. If so nothing X-Files else, Truth dot com. If, if nothing else, we'll be contacting them to get some recommendations and stuff like that. Cause I'm not a super Uber fan. I was, I'm not, I wasn't yeah. a casual fan. I was into it when it was on, but, yeah. um, but now I guess I, I, I would have downgraded myself, I guess, to casual fan. But well, did you know that yeah. I actually wrote a spec episode of the X-Files? Did you? I did. When I was, did you send it to anyone? I went, no, I didn't. When I, when I was trying to get into, um, Hollywood, and I was, you know, taking, doing the film school thing and doing the writing program thing. I wrote an episode of X Files. The thing is, when you write a spec script, generally you're not writing it for the show that you're writing. So, like, if I was to write a spec script to try and get on staff as a writer, I'm not going to write an X Files script and send it to the X Files people because they have to be really careful about what they look at. And so if I was going to do an X-Files, if I wanted to work for X-Files, I would write, you know, like a, a really creepy Star Trek Next Generation and then send that their way. And so they could say, oh, this person knows how to do character. This person knows how to do the kind of things that we like. Uh, at least that's the way that I was taught. It didn't go anywhere for me anyway. I didn't, I didn't ever send it to anyone. I showed it to uh, some agents, but um, like different kind of agent. <laughs> Um, I showed it to some literary agents and they liked it, but didn't get me uh, any representation or anything like that. Cool. So, yeah, I had to do a stigmata. It was, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was about this small town Methodist pastor who started having stigmata. And they, you know, that's kind of a weird thing for evangelicals to have. You know. <laughs> um, weird. Yeah. Yeah. But I. I always wanted to turn around and turn it into something else. You know, do some of the things with the themes that I was playing with of 
was this real or not? And it kind of got into the idea of um, if you're able to explain the miracle, does that make it less miraculous? So I remember there's one long conversation about this thing that I read in a book about angels. And up ahead, it was a, there was a train that was going down a track. And up ahead, they saw a winged person, like the silhouette of a winged person, waving them and motioning them to stop. And it was ahead of them. So they stopped the train. Okay, And they got out. And this is in the fog. They got out. And they stopped the train just in time before it like went off a bridge that was out or hit a car or something like that. But then they looked, and in the headlight of the train, there was a butterfly. And so they weren't actually seeing like an angel. They were seeing the shadow of this butterfly thrown onto the fog. Right. So the question, you know, and, and I, so I read that in that book, and I kind of I put it into this this episode of X Files I was writing, but. The question was coming up, and the idea was, okay, if you're able to explain the miracle, does that mean it's not a miracle? If you're able to look at that and say, okay, they stopped before they hit something, they were mistaken. It was not a supernatural being that they were seeing in the fog. But does that make the butterfly being there any less supernatural? And yes, strictly speaking, it is, because it wasn't an angel. It was a physical thing. But... Because it's a true story about this this butterfly, right? Like right. that really happened. I look at that and think to myself, because of my worldview, that's <laughs> a miraculous thing that they encountered. You know, they were protected, and you know, God used the butterfly. Someone else would look at that and say, "Well, it was a coincidence," and they completely right. misread the situation. <laughs> but I guess I, I guess my difficulty would be. You know, if it, it it's not really a miracle if it could happen. You know, it's like you know, it, it, I I really feel for for people who. Well, let's sick. take out maybe, the word miracle might be a loaded term, though. Okay. A, mira- a miracle, strictly speaking, is something happening in the physical world that goes against the physical laws. Right. Okay, so let's take out. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. Miraculous miracle is a, is a loaded term to use here. Um, it's really more about is something that happens like that. Does that take the hand of God out of it? You know, if you're able to Just, look right. at the physical and say, "Oh, that that was a butterfly, not an angel." Right. Just because it's a coincidence, does that mean it's it's, it's not- a coincidence? <laughs> right. Yeah. But. Is, uh, are there really any coincidences? Well, and that's that's the thing, you know. And so that's that's the conversation that I was trying to inject into my episode that I was writing of X Files. Right. That was never going to get seen by anyone on the X Files, but that you know I was I was trying to to weave into that. So. Do you still have it? I have it somewhere. I have it somewhere, but I only have a hard copy of it because that might be fun to produce <laughs> it also might be a little embarrassing to produce because that well, was that was written early in my writing not even my writing career i mean my writing career started uh three or four years after i'd written that thing but i mean that was end of college 
I, I grad, I was going to graduate that semester when I wrote that. Wow. Yeah. So all those years ago, 97, I wrote it in 1997 then a little embarrassing. <laughs> well, I mean, you could say all of our stuff from back then is embarrassing. Oh no. Everything else I wrote was incredibly awesome. <laughs> this is the only thing I wrote back then that was no good. Only thing ever. <laughs> That and that one short story I wrote in third grade. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that Dog. one. So here's the big question then. We've got a little bit of time. We can still do this. What other TV show would you like to see this happen with? Where they bring it back for a reunion or a revival. Not a reboot. Not a reboot. Right. Not – and – you know, not just a comeback, you know, like Star Trek The Next Generation. It had a good ending. Even if you, you know, count some of those movies, they had a good run. Right. You know, so they didn't end and leave me wanting more. Now, maybe for you, but for me, in the way I'm addressing this question is I'm looking for shows that left me hanging and frustrated. Uh, first one that comes to mind is um, Remember When? Which was a, uh, a an AMC uh, rate. Uh, it was a TV show about radio in the late 30s, early 1940s, and um, it ended on a a triple cliffhanger. <laughs> o- only triple? <laughs> I think it was a triple. I think it was a triple cliffhanger. All right, and, all right. And it was right around the time where I think Ted Turner was buying it out or something like that. And then, uh, even though it was you know passably uh, popular. Uh, he didn't choose to continue it. So um, it was a, a interesting series, just especially if you like old-time radio and you're more interested in the nuts and bolts of it, um, or even not more interested, but at least passively interested in the nuts and bolts of it. Um, very interesting, very in, in, interesting to look at the behind-the-scenes type of stuff that might have gone on. Of course, it's dramatized. But, uh, yeah, but definitely it left on a, a triple cliffhanger uh, days after... Uh, Pearl Harbor, the attack on Pearl Harbor. So that plays into it. Um, and you could just imagine if they had six more episodes, what they could do with it. Hmm. Um, I mean, I, I could, I could easily come up with, you know, ideas for six episodes for it. Um, but let's see, other than that, let's see. There are some that would be like guilty pleasures, like, you know, it, if 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 there was six more episodes, could they make Lost <laughs> any better? <laughs> you know, if if it was just a dream, you know, if Patrick <laughs> Duffy wakes up and uh, in the shower again or something. Um, uh, yeah, and Susan Summers is there. <laughs> oh, I'm mixing up my Patrick Duffys. <laughs> I think you are. Yeah. Um, Oh, boy, I, I wish you would have uh, set this up beforehand so I could think about it beforehand. Um, I texted this to you while I was still in Chicago. Did you? Yeah. This idea? Yes. I'm looking at my text. Let's see. I have two unseen texts, and all they say is, I'm home, I'll be ready soon, and okay, I'm getting on. Oh, I'm pretty sure that I sent you a text that said... You're right. But it was in the morning, and I was driving. So, Okay, well, I've got a couple. 
Go ahead. And one of them I was reminded of when I was thinking about the other one. Mm-hmm. All right. And here's one. Alf. <laughs> Alf. Now, wow. okay. first of all, they did do a TV movie that was supposed to resolve the cliffhanger. Yeah. And they did the comic books. So The, the TV movie stunk. Okay. And didn't do anything to resolve what you wanted to know, which was what happened to the family too. No mm-hmm. one from Alf's family on Earth was even a part of the TV movie. Wow. And, yeah. And, you know, it picked up 10 years later or whatever. And, but, okay. Alf ends after four seasons of no cliffhangers and only a couple two-part episodes even. It ends with this total cliffhanger where he's out trying to connect with uh, Rhonda and his friend who are going to come back to Earth, pick him up, and take him into space. But the mm-hmm. transmissions get uh, intercepted by the alien task force. And so Alf is standing in the middle of the field with his luggage, and the family is moving away from him So because the light comes down and it's from the spaceship. And then the military comes over the hill in their jeeps. And they come and they surround him, not in their jeeps, but they're, they're standing around him with guns and the light disappears and the, the ship goes away. And that's how it ends. Is he's captured by the military. That's lame. Yeah. And instead wow. of giving us, you know, how did he escape and get back to the family? They give us, you know, he, he escapes, but it's not funny. It's not good. And I would like them to come back, give us an, uh, just a, reunion movie or something where Alf finds the family again. And, you know, it could even just be a 90 minute movie. It's just him on a road trip trying to find the family or something. (laughs) But yeah, that's one Alf. But then I was reminded of that other alien comedy, not third rock from the sun, which if I remember correctly, had a pretty good ending. Oh, I know which one you're thinking of. What? My favorite Martian. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm, I'm all with you on Mork and Wait, Mindy. Mork oh, and Mindy mm-hmm. ended weird, man. Ended weird where they're like being chased by a time traveling alien. And they go back in time to like prehistory. And they're in a cave with cavemen. And it ends with them like back there. And it ends like a shot on like a cave drawing. Of Mork and Mindy. And the implication is almost that they never got home. Because that's the last we see is this picture of Mork and Mindy on the wall of a a cave. It's weird. And they never resolved it. Back in time. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I don't know where they intended to go with it, but that was the cliffhanger that i would have loved to seen resolved that's weird because it was i'm reading a little bit about it here it says it was canceled in the summer so it had a full fourth season and they ended it that way probably anticipating that there would uh, be another season unless yeah. there was what they were anticipating another season yeah which is weird but they would just end it like that i mean jonathan winters as much as he's hilarious I don't know if that show needed him. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think he was good on it, though. 
I think I think he know, he was good. But when you have one over the top comedian and then you put another over the top comedian in the same show, it's almost like you know what? <laughs> but I mean, I'm 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 sure that there's people who have better arguments for or against it. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. But that is uh, that's weird. Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah. So, um, these are more recent. Space Above and Beyond. I actually got the series now, basically because Doctor Jace loved it so much. It, but it had an end, right? Ah, uh, not really. It, it ended on the cliffhanger. Didn't everyone get killed in the big attack? I just remember, like, people were. I don't. I think that they were all like up. It was they were maybe dead. And there's no hope, and then it's a cliffhanger. I think that's what it. That's what it was. I'm pretty sure that it didn't end where they all were dead, though. Now I have to go back and rewatch it. I don't know. I think you have to go back and rewatch the end of Mork and Mindy because the last episode is not the one you were mentioning. It was aired out of order. Ah, uh, aired they, on the side of caution. <laughs> yeah. No. They. They. The final shot of the final episode that they created is that one where they're being chased by some, like someone from Venus or something like that. And he's chasing them through time and Mork was wearing time sneakers or something like that. Um, but then they actually, the final episode that they aired was filmed before that, that series. Cause it was like three episodes or two episodes. Yeah. Three so. episodes. Gotta run was the name of it. Trying to get some quick information. Yeah. All right. So another one. We've talked about this one a lot, but that's Stargate. I just want a two-hour TV movie or two two-hour TV movies that just wraps up everything. Stargate. Again, I, I I wish I was you know as well versed in it as you all, but uh, yeah, Stargate's the big one where even Atlantis kind of ended a little bit on a cliffhanger, but they. They got in their end episode, and they got in their you know shot of the team looking at the sunset kind of thing. Um, but then Universe ended on a cliffhanger, where they don't even have to bring the whole cast back. You know, I would love to just see. Hey, they're going to use Stargates, and they're going to use the Atlantis city ship, and then they're going to bring back Sam and Jack. And maybe Teal'c and a couple people from Atlantis, you know, Ben Browder, he could, you know, bring him in. And they're going to do some big rescue mission. Everyone put into hypersleep because they're going to cross this area that would be completely disconnected. And so they were all put into sleep. So all you have to do is they're going in to rescue them. And anyone who doesn't want to come back, they're just dead. <laughs> you know, they just couldn't wake up. They, they, yeah. they, they open it up and it's a skeleton. Nice. You know? But you'd have to still pay the actors to have their skeletons appear. No, you wouldn't because you know what? You're not doing them in makeup. You're just... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You could just have stand-in skeletons? Stand-in skeletons. I'm telling you. It's... it's, The fans wouldn't stand for that. Well, I would. And I'm (laughs) the one writing this thing right now in in my head. So another one they're never going to come back to? And that's just because timelines are all wonky now. What's that? Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Okay. That 
cliffhanger was so good from season two. So good. But they'll never come back to it because there's so many different Terminator timelines and a TV show is really not where they want to go with Terminator now. So, yeah, it ended in an alternate future. Or an alternate present even, really. Well, you have to fight that future, right? You do have to fight the future. Sometimes you just got to fight the future. (laughs) So, I can't think of any more. I'm sure that there are more, and I'm sure that our listeners can think of some more that they'd love to see revived just for a goodbye, because we never got a proper I'd like goodbye. To, I'd like to uh, challenge them, and also not just challenge them with a, a list, but challenge them with a, a way to how they would see it resolve, how, how they would tie up those knots, or at least give us something to, you know, to, <laughs> to cut our teeth on. Yeah, and you can email us. Which is all fine and good, you know. We had a couple people actually. We have some feedback that we need to play. Um, but you can email us at podcast at strangersandaliens dot com. There's nothing wrong with that. But really, what we want is to call our voicemail one eight zero four thirty seven alien. So, Steve, I got a question mm. for you. Yeah. Um, I just said people can email us or leave a voicemail, but you know there are people who have left voicemails. Okay. Recently. Sounds good. Would you like to listen to him? I would. All right. Hi, this is Nathan McGill calling from Bethlehem, Georgia. I'm a listener of the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Been loving the stuff uh, for quite some time now. I uh, found the podcast actually between film shoots, uh, driving back with my crew, searching for Coast to Coast AM on the phone, and we stumbled upon... Uh, possibly the best uh, intro ever recorded for geeks uh, and for just all-around cool people uh, that know about pop culture. But uh, calling to just talk a little bit about Leonard Nimoy. Really enjoyed the podcast um, and just wanted to comment. Um, you know, Leonard Nimoy, great man, um, unbelievable talent. You really think about it. Really quite the renaissance man he was a director actor writer singer recording artist kind of had it all and photographer as well um you know so great eye uh just all around great artist um but did want to comment um you know also you know i did want to say he's also voiceover talent even voicing a transformer Mm. so he's going from playing in a historic sci-fi character like spock and then finding himself doing the voiceover for uh, a transformer. That's a pretty, pretty big range there. Um, but also he's the bridge between the Trek universes, you know, um, possibly because of his character and um, the character's age, ability to age, but um, from his appearances in next generation to really most recently, the new movies. And I think that that speaks largely to, bringing the fan base uh, together for Trek. Um, When you look at uh, those filmmakers that were, you know, uh, faced with the task of updating and rebooting the Star Trek franchise, um, they looked to Leonard Nimoy to really be that bridge. 
um, a guy who had written a book, you know, stating that he was not Spock, and then later, many years, uh, reclaiming that he was actually Spock, that that character had such, you know, a huge impact on his life. And uh, when it came time to do the reboot, they reach out uh, to this man to, to bring it all together. And I think that it spoke volumes to, uh, you know, the original fans who, you know, the timeline was being destroyed, the, um, you know, all the history of everything that they knew was thrown out the window, but they really did need someone to anchor that and to, to bring it home. And because of his presence there, I think that they were actually able to be successful in, in rebooting this thing uh, the right way. And um, I, I'm certainly a fan of the movies, uh, the original movies. I love the original crew movies, I think maybe more than the original series. But, um, you know, when they were rebooting it, I was kind of hesitant. But when Spock shows up, I mean, you're sold and you love it. So uh, thanks so much. Just wanted to say that and appreciate the podcast. Uh, you guys keep it up. And it's awesome. Yeah, that's a good point, too, though, that he's making about the movies and, and how they did bring in Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. I mean, and that's one way, actually, of viewing Star Trek is if you can take a handful of episodes from the original series, take most of the original crew um, movies, take the two-parter unification and a couple of Next Generation episodes maybe to set up the Romulan uh, problem, and then jump right into that you know, Star Trek 2010 or whatever it was, yep. 2009. Uh, and and then you've got a nice mini series that follows the story arc of Spock, who is trying to deal with his human side and then coming to terms with the fact that he is not 100% Vulcan, but that he is partially Vulcan, you know, and that he, he does have that side to him. He's just not completely Vulcan. Mm-hmm. And then have him going off helping the Romulans, and and all that, and then the whole point of that 2009, 2000, 2009, I don't remember, but the oh. first Star Trek reboot movie, which wasn't really a reboot because you had Leonard Nimoy addressing how he was trying to help the Romulans. He failed, and that's what caused all the things to happen in that movie. It's mm-hmm. it's the Leonard Nimoy Spock, uh, the, the the Spock as portrayed by Leonard Nimoy story arc in Star Trek. And right. it's a pretty decent story arc if you follow his character all yeah. the way through. And that way you get this whole pocket universe that exists within the new, you know, the, oh, some yeah. people call it the reboot. They, they exist side by side along with the uh, the goatee universe. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, for sending us this uh, voicemail. We appreciate that. Um, Okay, so now we have two more voicemails, but I'm looking now, and I'm seeing that they are a couple minutes apart from each other and from the same phone number. Hey, guys, this is RC in Indiana. Uh, it's calling in about, uh, you know, of course, uh, your uh, episode on uh, Leonard Nimoy uh, passing. Um, you know, as far as memories, uh, well, you know, undoubtedly, you know, Spock was number, you know, number one for me. Of course, the movies, that, you know, really came in there in the early 80s. Uh, you know, uh, really, you know, I don't think you, you know, could have had uh, the same um, uh, uh, 
staying power of uh, Star Trek over the years about him. You know, he was instrumental, even though he didn't really have the same role uh, in uh, the next generation, which I always thought was lacking. You know, they never had that chemistry, I think, of the early, uh, of, the, of the original cast. Uh, but, you know, I've commented on that before. But anyhow, um, I also wanted to mention, you know, he always stuck in my mind as uh, Galvatron in the uh, first animated Transformers movie. Uh, you know, he was the voice of uh, Megatron who became Galvatron, uh, but he was the voice for that, too. So that always stuck in my mind. So I thought I'd comment about that. All right. I hope you guys doing well. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Cool. So a lot of love for Galvatron. You know what? That was a big deal. That movie was a big deal, Steve. Okay. If you were a kid watching Transformers at that time, and you are you have beloved characters, Steve, beloved characters, Optimus Prime, beloved character, Starscream, he was the comic relief for the Decepticons. And what happens in the first half of that movie? He dies. Optimus Prime dies. Oh. Okay. I Megatron that. becomes. Did I give it away? Yeah. Megatron becomes Galvatron. Galvatron is totally, totally evil. You know how evil he is? He's so evil that when he comes in and sees Starscream pretending to be king, he just disintegrates him, just chills him, just like oh. that. Yeah. Uh, at least that's the way I remember it, anyway. Um, but yeah, Leonard Nimoy played Galvatron. And that's where you also had Orson Welles was in that movie too. I know about that. And that yeah. was Orson Welles' last film. <laughs> All right, we do have one more from that same number from RC. Hey guys, uh, RC in Indiana, uh, giving a call uh, to a possible topic. You know, I would like to hear you guys talk okay. about. Uh, last year, uh, and I was still a little behind uh, for the topics you were covering, but I read uh, "Till We Have Faces." And I always wanted to comment on that. Uh, I hadn't, you know, I'd been crazy busy with work, so I had to, you know, uh, get time where I could find it. But anyway, I finally sat down, tried to give you guys a call, recommend that as a topic. Um, I was really surprised I hadn't read it before. It was just an amazing book. Um, it, you know, I would equate it similarly to, uh, you know, if you've been, uh, you know, reading in the Bible a lot or, you know, having a spiritual time, especially like if you're, uh, you know, having, you know, uh, uh, being able to communicate with other believers, and, you know, you sit down and you get that time after you've had a really profitable conversation, and you just, you have to digest it. You know, you have to, you, you're full, almost as if you're eating, and you just have to digest it for a while. And that's what I experienced in this book. You know, the uh, Orwell was so, um, I could read, I, I'm maybe some extrapolating here, but, uh, or, or putting more into it. But, um, you know, I really just, it seems like I could feel, you know, his thoughts on a lot of things, you know, as being narrated through her. And, you know, I was aware that his wife had a lot of input, or I believe that I remember reading that somewhere, uh, that his wife had a lot of uh, input on that as well. Uh, but man, you know, it's just a fantastic book. And nobody, nobody's talking, I can't even talk to anybody about it because nobody's read it. <laughs> and, you know, I don't think it would appeal to everyone. Um, you know, particularly, you know, some of my friends who aren't believers, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, I think the undertones would be lost. I mean, you, it would be like a completely different book without understanding a lot of things. Uh, but anyway, I'd love to hear you, uh, you, uh, you three talk about that. 
and uh, and just give your thoughts on that because man, you know, it, it's been a fantastic book. I wanted to talk to anybody about it. Can't talk to anybody. Nobody knows anything about it, uh, and nobody has any time to you know read or sit down. As you say, it doesn't seem like so. Uh, but anyhow, that's it. If you guys are looking for a topic and you feel frisky, uh, <laughs> then you know, have at it. All right. Well, you guys take care. Bye. Steve. Yeah. You feeling frisky? Uh, I'm feeling frisky. <laughs> okay. I could see the book right now. It's right there. Yeah. We One are going to read favorites. this book again, Steve, because you yeah. know what? We never did finish the year of Lewis in 2014. We I dropped so many balls last year. Steve, Steve, we dropped so many yeah. balls last year. I know. We're just not jugglers. <sighs> Such a great book, though. That book, we, we've, we've got to reread it, and we've got to have a conversation about it so that RC can have someone to talk back to. Let's do it. Okay. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen soon. Hey, we could do it for episode 150. No. Okay. Yeah. I won't have it read by then. I can guarantee that. <laughs> I can guarantee it will not be read in time for episode 150. Reread. Yeah. 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 That it's so it's such a rich book though. It is. It's, it's fantastic. It's so good and it, I mean it's basically kind of narnia for adults in some ways because it's addressing the same style of questions just in a completely different and more mature and sophisticated context. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, taking mythology and using mythology to explain spiritual truths. Right. And yeah. Oh, that book is so good. It's yeah. so good. It's time to reread that book. It is time to crack that thing back open again. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's Way to go. do what, it. What was his name? Who, who RC. said that? RC. RC. Yeah. Thanks, RC. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, RC. I'm glad I didn't listen to that one before we played it, because it's just kind of fun. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. Like, oh, till we have faces, dude. Till we have faces. Faces. Now, did he? Yeah, we, we, we've got to we've got to read that book. I don't know if, if Doctor Jace will, because he doesn't really read fiction. So, but it, but it's not. I mean, it, it's it's for fiction. It's he could read it. He should read it. Yeah. Not just could read it. He should. C.S. Lewis. It's not just C.S. Lewis. I mean, it's C.S. Lewis at his best. I think it's one of his best books, if not his best book. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and beyond that, you know, he mentioned something about his wife, Joy, helping with that. I believe that the help that she really gave him was to just kind of be able to really get a grasp on the female character because he spends a lot of time in the head of the main character and the main character is, is a woman. Yeah. And I, I think that, that is definitely trace elements of having a wife who is involved in his writing and mm-hmm. who became very involved in his writing. She's a writer herself too. I have her book. Yeah. yeah. Her book is smoke on the mountain. Smoke on the oh, mountain, fire in the sky. Okay, not really. But uh, it really is called Smoke on the Mountain. It's about the Ten Commandments. So it's an interesting book. I also have the book written by her husband, her first husband, which was this kind of pulpy thriller kind of thing. 
that I have oh. not read, but I did get it as part of my C.S. Lewis collection. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a little out there, man. It's about carnies or something like that. But yeah, I went so far as to get that book when I, I read about her, how her ex-husband had been a writer as well and wrote this kind of semi-well-accepted and semi-popular first novel kind of thing. And Yeah, never read it, and I don't know if I ever will. <laughs> but maybe after till we have faces. Maybe, maybe way, not. I feel. After. I'm, I'm going to say honestly, I feel weird even having it. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of a weird collectible mm-hmm. that I almost feel not weird, maybe even guilty that I have it. It's like, yeah. why do I own this book by someone just because he was, yeah. yeah. I get tons of stuff like that. Don't feel bad. I do. I'm going to. So. Okay, there you go. Yeah, because it's not even like a oh, I'm such a big C.S. Lewis fan that I mean that just feels like it, I went too far, <laughs> you know. And it's yeah, not it's like I'm not hey, quite a voyeur. I, I also have a lock of his hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or I stuck him with a needle so I get a sample of his blood. <laughs> That's a real thing, by the way. That's creepy. It was uh, I think it was James Doohan or, or DeForest Kelly. Told the story of people who tried to like poke him with a needle to get the get his blood. It was, yeah. It's people like that, just <laughs> when it for other people like us who only want a lock of their hair. Right. Yeah. I don't want blood. I just want a skin sample <laughs> so I can get the DNA. I don't want the blood for the you know. Yeah. You don't need blood for DNA. You can go with skin sample or. A so lock of hair though. that has an actual, um, you know, the, the root of the hair. Of course, yeah. Because yeah. so. why else would you want the lock of hair? That's just creepy. <laughs> so we are planning to do something special with the X-Files. I don't know exactly what. We are planning to, um, now, we're going to reread Till We Have Faces. And I'm excited. I'm yes. excited, Steve. I know. You know why I'm excited? We got two voicemails. Well, three voicemails, technically speaking. From two different people, and they brought up pretty cool stuff. Yeah, you know what else they brought up that was cool? That the first message from Nathan was cool. What's that? Coast to coast AM. Yeah, I listen to that still. Whenever I'm on, out in the car and it's late yeah. at night, I turn on the radio and I look for it. And yeah, yeah. They do, I think it's like Coast to Coast Classic or something like that, where they replay stuff when Art Bell was still alive. I, I don't You don't know what that. I'm talking about, do you? No, I actually don't. <laughs> you're just trying to sound like, yeah, you're right. You're right, Ben. You're right. Coast to Coast well, AM was like, a, I mean, if you're into X-Files, um, Coast to Coast AM was people who you know really did believe in you know the the gray oh, aliens okay. and the reptilians and and all that kind of stuff, and they call out with their theories and, and stuff like that. And Art Bell, the um, the host, and then the, I can't remember the name of the guy who took over for him, but the guy who took over too. They they take the the calls seriously. You know they don't ever treat anyone who calls in like they're crazy, even when the caller might be a crazy. <laughs> you know, but, um, 
you know, conspiracy theories and, and all sorts of things like that. That's where I did learn about the reptilians and the, the, the hidden agendas and some of that stuff with aliens invasion and, and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah. And if I were to write a second X-Files episode, it would have to do with someone who hosts a show like coast to coast AM because that's, that's, a that's ripe for having someone who maybe doesn't believe, but is dealing with people who do believe. And then well, maybe- it would be interesting to, to have, a an episode or a movie or something set in the X Files universe dealing with people who are insane in our universe who believe in all this stuff, but in that universe they wouldn't be the insane ones, you know, and they would be like, "Look, it's really happening. Look, here's some proof. I got hey, a hey, Steve, photo." Steve, the whole series is about a guy like that. No, I know, but not a not someone who has an FBI credentials, but just someone who, you know, runs a, a podcast or runs a you know just yeah. a, a well, website. If, if you're doing it as part of this new six episode series, it would be a podcast. There you go. It would be. It'd, it'd be yeah. a podcast more along the lines of maybe like serial or something like that. But it would be a podcast. Okay. Well, that said, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you so much for putting again our voices in your ear holes. Steve, thanks for joining me. Thank you. And Dr. Jace will be with us again soon. Um, But as for now, again, thanks for listening, everyone, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening.